0: America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, quickly, Elon Musk has just notified Twitter he's terminating the deal. He wants to end his $44 billion buy of Twitter. CNBC reports, according to a letter sent by Laura on his behalf to the company's chief legal officer, Why? Because he says Twitter's not coming clean with how many phony accounts it has. And in the letter disclosed in an SEC filing, Arps attorney Mike Ringler charged that Twitter has not complied with its contractual obligations, did not provide Musk with relevant business information he requested. As Ringler said the contract would require, Musk has previously said he wanted to assess Twitter's claims that about 5% of its monetizable daily activity users are spam accounts. Twitter has failed or refused to provide this information, Ringler claims. Sometimes Twitter has ignored Mr. Musk's requests. Sometimes it has rejected them for reasons that appear to be unjustified. Sometimes it has claimed to comply with giving Mr. Musk incomplete or unusable information. And so the lawyer also charged in the light of the Twitter breached the merger agreement because it allegedly contains materially inaccurate representations, and that's based on Musk's own preliminary review of spam accounts on Twitter's platform. And Twitter said it's not possible to calculate spam accounts from solely public information. Well, then provide the man with the information he asked for. But apparently, Twitter's not going to do that. Typical lib operation. What's the truth, Twitter? We'll see if we'll remain or not. Time will tell. you recall, we had quit Twitter. We weren't banned. We banned Twitter. We quit Facebook and never returned. Because that jackass Zuckerberg still owns it. I want nothing to do with him. And I want nothing with my followers to do with him. So we'll keep an eye on this and we'll keep you informed. I want to talk about The former Prime Minister of Japan I want to talk about Why his assassination matters And I want to talk about this in connection with what's happening in our own country Now you know what happened It's not clear why it happened Former Prime Minister Abbey was only 67. He was a towering figure in Japan. Um, He had to retire because he had uh, ulcerative colitis, which can be a debilitating disease. And um, so he stepped down. (laughs) But he stepped down. He was enormously popular. And as best we can tell from the media reports I've put together in the video, there were two shots fired by the killer, the assassin, from this homemade quasi-shotgun. These were powerful shots. The first shot apparently missed him. It was aimed toward his back, shot him from behind. And then... uh, Former Prime Minister Abbey turned around and he was shot in the chest And he slumps when he's fatally wounded And the bodyguards try to deflect the assassins shots with their briefcases And uh, he was giving a political stump speech in Just a few seconds He remains on his podium as bewildered guards all looking at him as he spoke, turn around and finally grasp what is happening. There aren't many by firearms in Japan. They try to put themselves, <coughs> excuse me, between Abe and the assassin. One even flinging his briefcase in a lame attempt to stop what they all knew was coming. a Second shot from the Daily Mail. Abbe turns too and may have caught sight of his attacker for the briefest of moments before the second fatal shot is fired, causing his shirt front to ripple as pellets tear into his neck and chest, burying themselves in his heart. He is immediately knocked unconscious, but stumbles off the stump and collapses to his knees before slumping over. Guards run to his side. Later images show how he began, how they began chest compressions in a vain attempt to revive him. He died several hours later in the hospital from massive blood loss. The killer was 41, tackled to the ground and arrested. He's confessed, obviously. Said he wanted to kill Abe because he was a member of a specific organization that he disagreed with. He had an arsenal of homemade weapons at home, similar to the one he used to kill Abe. He had a number of explosives. Not clear how he learned to make weapons. He's a veteran, a Navy veteran in Japan, having served there in the Navy from 2002 to 2005. He was unemployed, traveled to Nara, the town, by train, lying in wait at the station where Mr. Abe was due to give a speech before launching the attack and uh, there you have it there you have it now I have a report here from Fox 26 Houston Officials say a Houston area man has been charged with a terroristic threat against Texas Senator Ted Cruz and is currently at large. This came out a few hours ago. According to court documents by the Harris County District Attorney's Office, Isaac A. Nofcom, N F O R M A N G U M, 22 of Richmond, Texas, made a call to the senator's office on June 26. In the call, he made cryptic remarks to the Senator about his intent to have the Voting Rights Act repealed, charging documents transcribed the entirety of his message, where the 22-year-old addresses the Senator by his legal name, Rafael Eduardo Cruz. And here's the message. Hello and good afternoon, Senator Rafael. This is one of the many Afro-American constituents of whom you are representative here in Texas as you currently serve from the Senate. I've just read the Texas Republican Party's platform for this current 2022 year, wherein it is apparent that your many colleagues intend to have the Voting Rights Act repealed and not reauthorized. Every last one of your Republican colleagues have signed off on that platform is to be found and is to be found and killed, be it by a bullet to the the face, or by the smashing of a brick in your skull it is a civic duty of every american citizen or resident to see to it that every last one of your colleagues is to be killed killed be it by finding you in a public space or by trailing you to your very but very public homes the addresses of which are public knowledge you and every one of your colleagues is to be shot dead found and killed You sick pieces of human scum will not have the blank audacity to aggressively, to aggressive any further, the message, and to strip us of our rights like you did our grandparents so many years ago. You'll be found and killed as a civic duty. You have every American to do so explicit, explicit, Raphael, you piece of human scum. He's charged with a felony of terroristic threat, and on July 3 was released on PR bond. However, the DA's office confirmed that because the 22-year-old failed to show up in court Friday, he's now one fugitive, and there's an active warrant out for his arrest. This is according to Fox 26 Houston. And then... The President of the United States, knowing what happened to the former Prime Minister Abe, knowing about the plot to assassinate Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, likely having information on the death threats against Republican senators and particularly Ted Cruz, knowing that Justice Kavanaugh was having dinner at a steakhouse in Washington, D.C. last night. (laughs) Protesters came to the restaurant. They had to sneak him and his family out the back door. Knowing that these people are showing up at the homes of the originalist justices, Joe Biden, a man of many words, despite his incoherence, says nothing to try and thwart the kind of violence that's taking place. You know, they talk about January 6th. The death that occurred on January 6th was the death of a nonviolent protester. That's it, regardless how the media try to spin it. And yet the death from Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the riots of 2020 were numerous. The leader of a country has a responsibility to tone it down. When people are shot, when there's assassination threats, when he sees an institution like the Supreme Court is under assault, even from within his own party, he has to have the guts, he has to have the courage to be a leader of his party and of the country, and to tell the the nutjobs in his own radical wing of the radical Democrat Party to cut it out, that he will not be their mouthpiece, to tell these radical Marxist professors that appear on NBC and ABC and CBS and their Sunday shows and CNN and MSNBC to cut it out that he does not agree with them, to speak to the the nation about the need to to cool off, but he won't. Joe Biden has always been a street-thug politician. A street-thug politician, and a very stupid man. This is who he's always been, a thug. And so he comes out today, and he makes statements that are intended to further inflame people, and to further threaten Supreme Court justices with whom he disagrees. That's what he's doing. Donald Trump never said a word of the kind that Joe Biden's been saying his entire career, and especially as president, and especially since the Dobbs decision. Not a word. And when kooks listen to what Biden is saying and the way he's saying it, they're emboldened. They're emboldened. One of the reasons Biden is always blaming guns is because demagogues like him take no responsibility for the language they use and the fury they create and the fury they create and so it is when we come back after the break I want you to hear what this man said about abortion today about the Supreme Court today where the justices that is, the originalist justices are being terrorized, literally, by the Democrat Party and the Democrat mob and the Democrat press. They're being terrorized. Even with the rise in violence that's taking place. He continues to light fuses. I'll be right back.
1: Mark
0: in. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, let's begin. Biden at the White House today, he wants to take attention off of inflation. He wants you to believe that he's creating all these jobs. Somebody tell me how. Cut four, go.
3: I want to talk about an executive order I'm signing to protect reproductive rights of women in the aftermath of the Supreme Court's terrible, extreme, and I think so totally wrong headed decision to overturn Roe v. Wade in both formalized actions I announced uh, right after the the decision, as well as adding new measures today. Let's be clear about something from the very start this was not a decision driven by the constitution let me say it again this was not a decision driven by the constitution and despite what those justices the majority said this was not a decision driven by history
0: let's stop a second so if you're already radicalized you've gone to one of these left-wing colleges you've been taught as you're reading american marxism you've been taught that you want to overthrow the existing society even by violence if necessary because that's in part what's being taught in some renowned universities and you hear the President of the United States say basically the Supreme Court is corrupt that what they did had nothing to do with the Constitution wasn't driven by history And that they're taking rights away. They're taking rights away. Just because they can. Not because they should. Now I want you to stick with me on this, folks. Because I'm predicting here and now, and I wish I didn't have to, that what this president is doing is he's going to unleash violence against somebody or in a way that could have horrific consequences. I'll be right back. To get your free subscription go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L E V I N for hillsdale.com.
4: Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now
0: 877-381-3811. Fine went on today in his full-throated attack on the institution of the Supreme Court. On the majority justices on the Supreme Court. Cut five, go.
3: The practice of medicine should not, should not be frozen in the 19th century. So what happened? The dissenting opinion says as clear as you can possibly say it, and here's the quote, neither law nor facts nor attitudes have provided any new reason to reach a different result than Roe and Casey did. And that has changed, excuse me, all that's changed is this court, end of quote. All that's changed is this court. That wasn't about the Constitution or the law. It was about a deep, long-seating antipathy toward Roe and the broader right to privacy. As the justice wrote in their dissent, and I quote, the majority has overruled Roe and Casey for one and only one reason, because it has always despised them, and now it has the votes to discard them, end of quote. So what we're witnessing wasn't a constitutional judgment. It was an exercise in raw political power.
0: Now, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about it. he knows that Barrett, Thomas, Alito, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, he knows their homes are all under threat. He knows there was a plot to assassinate one of the justices, and far as we know there have been death threats against others. We don't know. But you can imagine they can't simply go out in public. and that sort of thing. Now that said, everything he said there is a lie. Everything he said there was a lie. Talks about medicine being stuck in the 19th century. Our medicine today, our technology today keeps the baby alive much, much longer before birth. That's the science. He's the one who's stuck in the 19th century. As a matter of fact, he's stuck before that. But it really has nothing to do with science, and it's everything to do with the law, the Constitution. And the one thing Joe Biden cannot tell us, or any of the dissent can tell us, is where this is addressed in the Constitution. It's not addressed anywhere. I guess the best argument you can make is the Equal Protection Clause, right? But that would cut the wrong way for them, really. Because the science tells us that's a baby. And the Equal Protection Clause is intended to protect Americans, human beings. But all that aside, look at the vitriol. He knows full well that he can keep attacking this court, and he can keep attacking this opinion, and he can keep attacking the individual justices, that is the majority, without a response, because Supreme Court and Supreme Court justices do not respond to these attacks. They can't. So he knows it's just a free shot, and a free shot all the time. And so he is, he is creating an environment that is increasingly boiling in an already overboiling situation. He doesn't say let's now take our fight to the states. Now go out there in full force and organize in the states with the state legislatures, the governor. He doesn't say that, not once. He wants the federal imposition, he wants the federal government Not to uphold Roe or Casey. It's nothing to do with them. It's abortion up to the last second, like they have in several states, Colorado, and several others. He doesn't say that because he knows you'll oppose that. Cut six, go.
3: But I also made it clear, based on the reasoning of the court, there is no constitutional right to choose. Only the, way to, the only way to fulfill and restore that right for women in this country is by voting, by exercising the power
0: at the ballot box. Let me explain. Now, he that. doesn't mean at the state level. He's talking about the federal level. You need to shut the door. The dog is barking. Go ahead
3: we need two additional pro-choice senators and a pro-choice house to codify roe as federal law see your vote can make that a reality
0: i know how do you codify a law at the federal level to overturn a supreme court ruling the supreme court said it did not have the authority to make decisions about this so they take that to mean Congress can step in and make decisions about this but the Supreme Court said more than that that it's up to the states not up to another federal branch of the government this has nothing to do with the so-called interstate commerce clause why because if people want to move from state to state Based on the abortion laws in the particular state or access to abortion in a particular state, they're free to do so. Joe Biden signed an executive order today that said that states can't prevent people from traveling to other states to get an abortion, in so many words. Ladies and gentlemen, states could never stop that. A state can't stop that. It's not even on the table. That's how dishonest this is. That's how reckless this is. Go ahead.
3: And it made a lot of people very angry. But the truth is this, and it's not just me saying it. It's what the court said. When you read the decision the court has made clear, it will not protect the rights of women. Period. Period.
0: Wait a minute. The court didn't say it won't protect the rights of women. That's a broad phrase. The rights of women? It's Joe Biden who doesn't protect the rights of women. He doesn't even acknowledge women. He's destroyed Title IX of the Civil Rights Act that protects women athletes and women sports. He has signed at least a half a dozen executive orders destroying the identification. Of a woman. He's attacked private companies, excuse me, he's attacked governors who've attacked private companies that seek to impose their will in this respect. He's attacked DeSantis who's trying to protect little kids as well as women. Joe Biden has done nothing for women but degrade them and degrade their quote-unquote cause. He nominated somebody to the Supreme Court who wouldn't even define a woman, who made one of the most preposterous statements in Supreme Court confirmation history. She wouldn't define a woman because she's not a biologist. But she's a Supreme Court Justice with a stupid answer like that? Joe Biden is not defending women's rights and the Supreme Court's not taking away women's rights. And the only right, quote-unquote, a woman has is not merely abortion. Women's have many hum- women have many human rights, like all human beings do. And the court's not taking any away. You see, he has to argue against something and about something that doesn't even exist.
3: Go ahead. A decision based on a reading of a document that was frozen in time in the 1860s. When women didn't even have the right to vote,
0: i are not right. reading a document that's frozen in time in the 1860s. But what is it that he's saying? On the one hand, he's saying the Constitution does not support the position that these justices took. Correct, Mr. Producer. On the other hand, he's saying they're reading the Constitution as if it's frozen in the 1860s. Is that what what he just said? Well, which is it, you dumb... you moron? Which is it? And unless they get their way, ladies and gentlemen, the system doesn't work. The institutions are perverse. Unless they get their way, this is how they... they attack it. The President of the United States. You've never heard another president talk about the Supreme Court this way. Not any other president. Go ahead. Now, practically dares the women of America
3: to go to the ballot box and restore the very rights they've just taken away.
0: What does that mean? Cut seven, go. It's my hope and strong belief
3: that women will, in fact, turn out in record numbers to reclaim the rights that have taken from them by the
0: court. It's unbelievable. You want you to turn out and vote for his party because rights have been taken from you by the court. Rights have been taken from you by the court. Let's go to cut eight, Mr. Producer, go ahead.
3: We cannot allow an out of control Supreme Court Working in conjunction with extremist elements of the Republican Party to take away freedoms and our personal autonomy.
0: I want you to think about that. Members of the court working with extremist elements of the Republican Party, members of the court are not working with anybody in the Republican Party. They're not taking away freedoms. They're not taking away personal autonomy. This is what happens when you have a vile, stupid man who has spent his entire career being a vile stupid politician who takes what are complicated issues and believes that his base is so stupid that he has to lie to his base but so do the media so do the media this is a a horrific statement that he's been giving. Horrific. An out of control Supreme Court that's giving its power back, saying we don't have the power to do this. That's an out of control Supreme Court with extremist elements of the Republican Party. That is they're colluding with the Republican Party to take away freedoms and personal autonomy. Not taking away freedoms and personal autonomy from anybody. They're saying this is the way the government works. It's the way it's supposed to work under our Constitution. Biden says, number one, it's not in the Constitution. Number two, you're reading the Constitution as if it's 1860. So this guy's mind is what it always has been, a sponge, Swiss cheese. But that's not even my point. If you listen to the when this man speaks, the way he talks about Republicans and Jim Crow and the Republican legislatures, the way he talks about the Supreme Court and Supreme Court justices, it is this man who is going to create a violent act or violence because of his recklessness all the effort to try and turn Donald Trump's language into what is Biden's language or Schumer's language or Pelosi's language. This is intended to anger people, to infuriate people. And they won't even, they won't even condemn chasing a Supreme Court justice out of a restaurant, will they, Mr. Producer? Let's hear that, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the spokes idiot for the idiot, in response to Peter Ducey. Cut ten, go.
5: You talked a little bit about privacy today. Does the president think it's appropriate for abortion rights protesters to intimidate Supreme Court justices when they're out to eat like Brett Kavanaugh, who had to sneak out of a steakhouse last night?
6: We have been pretty clear on this. The president has been very clear that we condemn uh, any intimidation uh, of, uh, of judges in this, in this specific uh, um, uh, question here. We have condemned that. We have signed. Uh, he has signed a Piece of legislation, making sure that they have the protection that they need.
5: But you know, don't go to their houses. So as long as they're peaceful, would you say don't go to a restaurant that a Supreme Court justice is at?
6: What I'm saying is, we condemn any intimidation uh, when it comes to uh, judges. We've been the president has talked about this, and we have put out statements in his name and many, many times.
5: Protesters know that a justice is out to eat at a restaurant, that that they can go and protest as long as they are what you consider peaceful. That's okay.
6: Well, we have said that we want to see peaceful uh, protests. That's what we have said. We want to see the the protests be peaceful. But when it comes to intimidation, that is something that we have condemned. So
5: where's the line? If these protesters can go to a justice's house and they can go to a restaurant, where is it that you don't think it's appropriate for a group of protesters to go? I...
6: I just laid out, you asked me about intimidation. We condemn intimidation. We condemn any violence, and we've been very clear. That is, it is a clear, uh, it is a, a clear definition of what violence is and what intimidation is. Peaceful protest, uh, people should be allowed to be, to be able to do that. All right,
0: that's enough. They haven't arrested one individual protesting at any of the justices' homes, which of course is a felony. Uh, and she's also uh, not waving off people from following justices around in their private life and atta- and uh, and verbally attacking them. I'll be right back in. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. But I still haven't made my main point. But I've been leading to this moment. The individual in America who is verbally abused the most, and there's not even a close second, is Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been turned into the devil, he's been turned into Hitler, he's been turned into Stalin and Mao, he's been turned into the most loathsome human being in world history by the left, by the media, by the Democrat party, some people who used to work for him and others. Everything is fair game when it comes to Trump, whether it's an investigation, whether it's a statement, whether it's a projection, everything. You can hear Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff. You can hear the talking heads and media. You can hear them all. You can hear them all. And with the threats of assassination going on and assassination going on and the kind of violence that's going on, even though they try and point at him... I fear, I worry about his safety. I truly do. I truly do. Because the Democrat Party and the media, the Never Trumpers and the Rhinos have succeeded in creating an enemy like no other. Like no other. In modern American history, maybe in American history when it comes to domestic politics, the things they accuse him of, which are lies, the things they say he's done, which he hasn't, but it doesn't matter, whether it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or CNN or MSNBC, whether it's Biden, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, whether it's Liz Cheney, Adam Kingsinger, just go down the list. The list is endless, and the hate is unbelievable. I worry about that man's safety. I really, really do. I'm speaking from my heart and my mind. It is, it is a concern that I have. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month.
3: when all 50 states of the district come to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. When tens of millions of women vote this year, fastest way to restore Roe than the percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the line. This is the first use of a weapon, to murder someone in, in Japan.
0: It goes on and on. The guy's just, uh, America deserves better than this market deserves a lot better than this, and we deserve a lot better than the National Education Association. You know, for decades, decades, Landmark Legal Foundation has led the pack, led the way to investigating the National Education Association. I should know. I was one of the lawyers doing it. There are multiple complaints filed against the NEA with the Internal Revenue Service by Landmark Legal Foundation for its uh, use of uh, tax exempt dollars for political purposes. And not just the national NEA, but the state affiliates. The NEA is a massive radical left Marxist Democrat Party political machine. That's what it's become. That's what it is. It doesn't protect the profession. It destroys the profession, much like the so-called journalist profession destroys the profession. It's not a profession anymore. It's a bunch of reprobates. And so they have power. Power's gone to their head, and their allegiance is with the Democrat Party. We talked about the Democrat Party last week earlier this week I guess and I spoke about how it was really founded by Martin Van Buren and how it was founded in the ideology not of Americanism, not of American principles but internal warfare and that's what goes on here the National Education Association has in many ways destroyed our public schools It's destroying our classrooms, and now they're aiming their wrecking ball at your children. And one of the most controversial plans the NEA has, they're the foot soldiers for the Democrat Party, as I've said many, many times, is to remove the words mother and father from mothers and fathers and replace those terms with either birthing parent or non-birthing parent. So the official position now, the National Education Association, the official position is not to use the terms mother and father or mothers and fathers anymore, but birthing parent or non-birthing parent. And what's the point? (coughs) The point is that this trans movement, which represents a tiny, tiny percentage of the population, represents 100% of what's taking place in our corporations, public institutions, and our classrooms. Why? Why can't we use father and mother, or fathers and mothers? Because using those names denote a biological sex. They denote a binary binary sexes, male and female. Now as I read this, it didn't come to a vote, but it is a position that is being pushed by the NEA, so I want to make that clear. And so they spend most of their time, they spend most of their time promoting a political and ideological ideology. And as pointed out by Libby Emmons, at what appears to be the Daily Caller, the group of educators is trying to take action to right America's failing schools and help students actually meet grade standards. This, this is not them. This is uh, the opposition to them. Climate justice is a top concern of the NEA. They want to create a policy task force to develop strategies for placing the intersectionality of climate justice and environmental racism at the center of all relevant conversations in business. That's their moral obligation, they said. This is what they're going to do to your kids. She points out the NEA is interested in erasing mothers and fathers from discourse, claiming that it's more appropriate to use parents or birthing parent. The proposal says the NEA will inform states and locals of the following sample language that may be put in contracts that is LGBTQIA and inclusive. Why don't they just say the alphabet plus? Because nobody's able to follow this anymore. The language will be as follows. Quote, parental leave instead of maternity leave parent instead of mother or father, Parenting birthing parent instead of mother, non-birthing parent instead of father. Well, what if it's a woman who is beyond birthing age? What do we call her? Now, the reason behind this, the NEA writes, is that in using this contract language, members need not worry about how a Board of Education defines maternity leave, mother and or father. The language is... An inclusive reflection of the LGBTQIA plus members build their families. This rationale assumes that the way that heterosexual members build their families should be rewritten regardless of their personal preference. What's A, Mr. Producer? Do we know what A is? That's a new add-on to the whole jumble here. Nobody knows. I don't know. Is it anything that goes... How about bestiality? Is that part of it? I'm just waiting. And if it's not, why not? And while teachers' unions have been essentially running public schools and public education for decades, they believe that the homophobia and transphobia in those schools that they control is so egregious that it needs to be at the front of dismantling an oppressive system full of hate, misinformation, and fear-mongering. That's right, they've been running these places. These must be systems that the unions were party to since they've been in charge of the schools. Further plans from the NEA, which controls teachers and administrators, but not independently elected school boards. They want to teach their influence into school boards, that is reach into school boards. They proposed a plan to recruit candidates for school boards that are friendly to teachers unions. That's not new. They want to take a they want to have the situation, and they do in many school districts, where their members are on the board negotiating with their members over their contracts, Mr. Producer. That's why they don't want parents involved. they don't want taxpayers involved, they don't want anybody involved. They're, they're going to take care of the kids. And it won't be your mother said it'll be your birthing person said. How did we get to this point? Seriously, I mean, I know intellectually, but it's just I feel like it's on a supernova cultural decline now. The teachers union at least used to be hiding their real agenda. Now it's it's way out there. It's out front. The Democrat Party embraces it. I mean, you really have to hate this country. You really have to hate the people who came before. Who made the country a success, because these people did not. To push this kind of an agenda. And you really have to hate kids. You have to hate kids to expose them to all this perverse silliness and discussion and debate and all the rest of it. Trying to turn kids into racists trying to blunt their achievement by treating them as a group rather than as an individual. Trying to separate them from their parents like good little Marxists. Confusing them about what they even should call their parents. Confusing them about their sexuality. And then the federal government is in the classroom. It's an amazing thing they say The federal government needs to get out of the bedroom. But they don't really mean that. Isn't this the federal government in the bedroom? Yes, it is. I'll be right back.
1: Mud, Levin.
0: Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand the 5g service is that good switching to pure talk was that easy so listen don't sit on the fence any longer you're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies it's time to take the leap and start saving money every month go to puretalk.com select a plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and save 50 percent off your first month You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. Well, the governor of Arizona has really jumped in with both feet, and he knows what to do about it. Arizona Governor Ducey signs nation's first universal school choice bill. And he's to be commended for this by Jeremiah Puff, education reporter. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey announced that he has signed a bill enacting the most expansive school choice program in America. The Republican governor signed into law HB 2853, which drastically expands eligibility for the state's empowerment scholarship accounts program to all students in the state, regardless of income. That's how you do it. You don't limit it to public schools. I understand Governor Yunkin wants to do that. It's better than nothing, but it's not good enough. It doesn't, break, it doesn't break this monopoly that is indoctrinating our children. Under the provisions of the Arizona law, over a million Arizona students will be eligible for more than $6,000 annually in education scholarships that can be used to cover any sort of school-related expense, including private school tuition, school material expenses, and private tutoring. This is a monumental moment for all of Arizona's students. Our kids will no longer be locked in underperforming schools. Today we are unlocking a whole new world of opportunity for them and their parents, Ducey said in a statement. With this legislation, Arizona cements itself as the top state for school choice and is the first state in the nation to offer all families the option to choose the school setting that works best for them. Every family in Arizona should have access to a high-quality education with dedicated teachers. This is truly a win for all K-12 students, unquote. Now look, I've been critical of this governor in the past. I know President Trump is not fond of this man. This is one of the most important things any governor has done. This is one of the most important things any governor in the country has done. This is the way you get to the bottom of the issue of the NEA AFT school monopoly. And this is the way you break up a monopoly. And it takes guts. He didn't play any class warfare. He didn't try to overly control the dollars that go to the parents. If this were done in every state in the country, at least every red state in the country, forget about the blue states. They don't care about kids. They want abortion, and they want stupid education. I'm talking about the free states. If the free states in the country did this, every one of them, it would make an enormous difference. Governor Ducey, a longtime supporter of school choice, had championed school choice in his State of the State address earlier this year, imploring state legislators to think big and find more ways to get kids into the school of their parents' choice. Arizona remains the gold standard for educational freedom, the governor said, and he's right. Now, of course, the new law is already facing harsh opposition from teachers' unions and public school advocates who say the law is an attempt to defund public schools. You see, that's their entire focus. It's not on the children. It's on them, the bureaucracy. So they're going to try and collect 100,000 signatures to force a 2024 ballot initiative to invalidate the program. To invalidate the program. That's what they want to do. So the unions, the teachers' unions, the employees of the taxpayers and the parents... Are fighting the taxpayers and the parents with the money from the taxpayers and the parents this thing needs to be stopped if we're gonna educate our children or if they're gonna have a shot and so we salute governor Ducey and what he's done here we encourage other governors to do exactly the same thing exactly the same thing not some limited program that only involves public schools that doesn't do enough Obviously, that doesn't really get to the heart of the matter, does it? No, it needs to be across the board, as the Arizona law now does. And let the unions try and fight it for once, rather than you having to fight them. That's what needs to be done, seriously. I hope they're working on it in states like South Dakota and Texas and Florida. Idaho, just Republican states across the board, they need to work on this. Ohio, although I don't know if that guy will or not, because this will be a revolution in education. I spoke about Landmark Legal Foundation before, filing complaints against the NEA. Well, let me tell you this about Landmark Legal Foundation, this little foundation. with, depending on the day, five or six employees. It was Landmark Legal Foundation and a few others, but it was Landmark Legal Foundation that represented Polly Williams in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The first case, Governor Tommy Thompson, school choice in that state, It was challenged by the NEA, it was challenged by the WEA, it was challenged by the NAACP, the ACLU, and we beat them. And that laid the path and the foundation for school choice in Wisconsin and across the country. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand the 5g service is that good switching to pure talk was that easy so listen don't sit on the fence any longer you're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies it's time to take the leap and start saving money every month go to puretalk.com select a plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and save 50 percent off your first month you can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. Joe Scarborough, ladies and gentlemen, is a man of the people. He's a complete seller. This guy has done a 180, and he's not even part of the famous Willendis. Maybe he's a ballerina. Remember the... Uh, the creepy ballerina, Mr. Producer, I used to call him. The creepy ballerina, Rama Emanuel. For years, I called him the creepy ballerina when I started this show. He also cut one of his middle fingers off, Mr. Producer. Remember that? Yeah, he was a deli slicer. And he sliced off part of one of his middle fingers. Hmm. I wonder if that, ran, that wound up in the hot dog roll. I don't know. But he's a very accomplished man. He was in Congress after he was working for Clinton. Uh, he left Congress. He went back to Chicago. He became a multimillionaire in the course of 24 months. Why? Because that's what Democrats do. Then he became a failed mayor as he was a failed congressman. And I was the ambassador to Japan, I understand. Is it possible to use... The utensils they use in Japan without part of one of your middle fingers, Mr. Producer? I don't know. Uh, probably he brings his own special fork. Anyway, back to Joe Scarborough. What a, what a complete fraud and phony this fool is, huh? He's got Biden's economic advisor on, and he's really tough on the guy. Remember this guy, Brian Deese, the liberal world order? Brian Deese. And here's Joe with his question. Cut 16. Go.
3: A lot of really good things going on in a strong, resilient U.S. economy, especially when when compared to the rest of the world. And yet Americans still feel uh, like the country's going in the wrong direction. The economy's bad. Why? All right. Stop.
0: Does this guy fill up his own car, Mr. Producer? Does this guy buy his own food? Is this guy an idiot? Uh, Basically, you people are complaining. Why are you complaining? The economy is doing great compared especially to the rest of the world. Joe Scarborough really, really has become as dumb as he looks. Let's start at the top again. Go. Go.
3: A lot of really good things going on in a strong, resilient U.S. economy, especially when when compared to the rest of the world. And yet Americans still feel uh, like the country's going in the wrong direction. The economy's bad. Why?
0: Because it is, you moron. Inflation is still high. The job creation, quote-unquote, wasn't job creation by anything this administration did. It's a natural, simultaneous People coming back to work. And yet when you look at the full unemployment situation. We have a record number of people who dropped out of the job market last month. You got 11 million unfilled jobs. That's what's going on. All you have to do is talk to somebody who runs a restaurant. Talk to a waiter. Talk to somebody who pumps gasoline particularly New Jersey, where it's required by law. Talk to somebody who owns a small business. They'll tell you. They'll all tell you the same thing. But Joe doesn't talk to them. Joe's a man of the New York Times. He's a man of Worth Avenue. Rodeo Drive. Rodeo Drive, excuse me. That's Joe. Joe. Man of the peeps over there at MSLSD. Go ahead.
7: Well, uh, it's good to be here. Of
0: course it's good to be there when you're Brian Deese and you have a clown like Joe Scarborough fronting for you. Go ahead
7: today, which is uh, the American private sector has now recovered all of the jobs that were lost during the pandemic. We've got more people working today than ever uh, in the history of the American economy. Uh, and as you say, that fast job recovery is not just good for the millions of people who have better jobs with higher wages. It's helped people rebuild their household balance sheets and make our economy more resilient uh, to the global challenges that people are facing. And at the same time, the answer to your question is people are dealing with higher prices. It's hitting them in places that they see in their daily lives like at the gas pump, and that's why we are so focused, and this president is so focused on taking actions that we can to bring prices down. I would note in another so, piece of good news, gas prices mm-hmm. are down about 25 cents over the last couple of weeks. Not uh, not down far enough, but uh, we think that there, there's more room to, uh, to bring them down.
0: And then Joe is like the slow one. A lot of really good things are going on in a strong, resilient U.S. economy, especially compared to the rest of the world. And yet, you lowly Americans, you still feel like it's not going well, that it's going in the wrong direction. Why? Why do you feel that way? I, Joe Scarborough, I don't. Well, but Joe doesn't have to buy baby formula price of gasoline doesn't matter to Joe. Joe is an overpaid dunce over there at MSLSD. This is why they back Fauci and the blue states and Cuomo and the other Democrat governors who destroyed all those jobs. Now they take credit when the jobs are coming back. No thanks to them. But this is why they had no problem when the private economy was shut down because they didn't lose a damn thing. They kept filling their faces with cannolis, Mr. Producer, didn't they? By the way, what was that girl's name again? uh, uh, Stephanie Grisham. Stephanie Grisham. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. When I saw her, and she was at a table with other backbenchers at the Trump uh, Golf Club in uh, Florida, in Palm Beach. She was not stuffing her face with cheesecake. She was stuffing her face with cannolis. She's a cannolist. That is somebody who can't get enough cannolis. She was shoving those cannolis down like you can't imagine, Mr. Producer. Now, you're a town. You know what a cannoli is. I'm lactose intolerant. Me, I have to always eat sorbet or, you know... All right, let's uh, let's take some callers here. I'm sick of talking about these people. To whom shall I speak, Mister Producer? The great WABC Norman in Brooklyn, New York. Go right ahead, please. Yeah, hi, Mark. Uh, my
4: question is: yeah, other than the yes. obvious of voting yes. them out of power, do you yes. think that we can influence Biden and the Democrats? To change their minds about throwing gasoline on the fire or do you think that is hopeless
0: i think that is hopeless i think they are hopeless i think they need to be crushed in the next election i think the supreme court needs to continue to uphold the constitution despite the threats to its members you notice the other members aren't threatened right you notice when conservatives or constitutionalists lose cases they don't all get dressed up in weird outfits and paint their faces, and bring their bullhorns, and go in front of their homes, and start screaming like, like a bunch of Maoists. Notice we don't do that. But if we did, we'd be rounded up, sent to the gulag in the D.C. Uh, area there, and uh, be accused by Liz Cheney of, uh, of all kinds of uh, nasty things. Have I answered your question, sir? Yes, you have. Thank you. All right. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Yes. Lakes, Lake Ariel, Pennsylvania on XM Satellite. Stephen, is that Stephen with a V or PH?
4: With a V, Mark, the right way to spell it.
0: Well, it's certainly <laughs> economical. Uh, Mark, I- yes.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I heard today on Fox Business that two out of every three jobs that were created were second jobs. I mm-hmm. haven't been able to verify that yet. I'm a CPA. But it tells me that a lot of people are having trouble, um, you know, making their bills and stuff like that, and they're all second jobs. So if the 206,000 that were expected comes out 375, <clears throat> If you take two-thirds of those away, we actually created less new jobs, less more people working, fewer people working in total. Uh, they, it's because they were second jobs. They
0: create 350,000 new jobs. That comes to, let's do it this way, 7,000 new jobs per state. Does that sound like a lot to you? Not a ton, Mark, no, not that at doesn't all. doesn't sound like a ton to me. Let me put it in a plain way to illustrate this. Think of a baseball stadium. Just a baseball stadium in one city. If you had 7,000 people in a baseball stadium that, that has 50,000, 60,000 seats, is that a good or a bad number?
4: Not, not a great number. Sounds like carbon dioxide in the 10,000 seats. Exactly. Stadium, right? Oh, you're a 000.
0: listener. Thank you. Yeah, it is a disaster. It's a disaster for that team. So they're applauding this. They're applauding this. Don't applaud this. The economy's not growing. That's the bottom line. The economy's not growing. Inflation is increasing. People's incomes can't keep up with it. But you have, you know, economic illiterates and ideological morons like Joe Scarborough, who there, a lot of really good things going on in a strong, resilient U.S. economy. Like what? Like what? We don't have fertilizer enough, so we're going to have food shortages. We have warnings about electricity shortages, brownouts and blackouts. The price of fuel is up. You have a a temporary dip going on right now, which is, I'm told, typical after the July 4th uh, weekend, but they've dumbed us down, you see. Oh, it's only $2 more than it was under Trump. Now it's... You know, it was $2.30. Now it's only $2 more. Uh, that's, not, that's not success. That's not success. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I shall return. Much love in. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand the 5g service is that good switching to pure talk was that easy so listen don't sit on the fence any longer you're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies it's time to take the leap and start saving money every month go to puretalk.com select a plan then enter promo code levin podcast that's l-e-v-i-n podcast and save 50 percent off your first month you can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? XM Satellite, Mark, Omaha, Nebraska. Man, they have great stakes from Omaha, Nebraska. Go right ahead.
2: Hi, Mark. I wanted to tell you, in 2011, I was researching creating a job placement website. And as part of the research, I called the Bureau of Labor and Statistics to get actual numbers of jobs, blue-collar jobs, in the U.S. And I asked, it was ten times more than I thought it would be, and asked how they count those jobs. And they explained to me if, for example, Bob works at Burger King and Mike works at McDonald's and they both quit and Bob goes to work for McDonald's and Mike goes to work at Burger King, that's counted as two jobs that were created when nothing was actually
0: created. Yeah, it's very (laughs) interesting, isn't it? All those
2: jobs. Yeah, all those jobs numbers are a complete fallacy. Do we have time for one other thing? Go ahead. Um, you know, for a long time, we've been hearing how America has never been so divided. And to me, I really I think, guess they
0: missed the Civil War, but that's a whole other story. Go ahead. Y-
2: yeah. <laughs> to me, I think Americans, as in, you know, Levinites, people who are on our side, have never been more united.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The people
2: who are against us are not Americans in the first place. They don't believe in America. Well they're values. Americans,
0: but they hate America. You're right. You're right. They don't they trash the country. I like the way you put that. That's right on. We are more united than ever. Those of us who love this country, believe in this country, our history, our principles, the men and women who fought for it, the men and women who protect us, we're more united than ever. And I think that's their problem, isn't it, on the other side.
2: I think it is. They they see us as a bigger threat every day because we're not backing down.
0: No, and they think we should all be sort of like Mitt Romney, you know, (laughs) or uh, Chris Christie. No, thank you. Yeah, we we have no interest in any of that, or maybe even Liz Cheney.
2: Yeah, the only thing Romney got right was when he told Obama that Russia was the biggest threat, and Obama joked about it, and look what the things are like now.
0: I'd say Russia is the second biggest threat. I would argue China's the biggest threat. But anyway, Romney's a mess. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. In 2008, Luke's Wings, a nonprofit based in Washington, was formed to support wounded, ill, and injured service members and their families in times of crisis. Designed to bring the love of family to the bedside of catastrophically wounded warriors at Walter Reed, this small organization has proven critical to the well-being of military families across the nation. It has removed one of the most expensive line items during the recovery process, the cost of travel, and has even proven to save lives and save marriages by reducing the risk of suicide and keeping spouses closer. Special lines of effort exist to support wounded warriors, Veterans in hospice, fallen law enforcement officers, and the special operators via a formal partnership with Special Operation Command's CARE Coalition. Save their number, 512-971-9848. That's 512-971-9848. For emergency travel support anytime, day or night. And help Luke's Wings continue to support those who protect our liberties. Visit lukeswings.org, that's lukes, L-U-K-E-S, wings, W-I-N-G-S, dot org, to make monetary or mileage donations to request a flight. That's lukeswings.org. at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code levin offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details he's here
1: he's here
0: You know, they asked this Mulvaney on the Constipated News Network and elsewhere what he thinks of everybody, who would be a good candidate and so forth. Why don't they ask the candidates if they've ever had thoughts about Mick Mulvaney as their chief of staff? Don't you think they'd say, no way, Mr. Producer? Put the shoe on the other foot. And while we're looking at this, CNN... CNN airs body footage of Trump DOJ lawyer during DOJ raid Can I put my pants on question mark see the, the goal is to humiliate this guy? By Stephen Proctor Proctor short for proctologist This is Yahoo Entertainment. They find it very entertaining CNN aired footage of Erin Burnett out front on her program Thursday that it had obtained a body cam footage that we still can't get. Jesse Waters has been trying. We still can't get body footage of, you know, the big dumb Paul Pelosi, the drunk. Can't get the body footage of him, but we got it of this guy. The moment federal agents carried out a raid on the home of former Department of Justice lawyer Jeffrey Clark just over two weeks ago. So, you see, those doing the raid know they have body cameras, know they are subject to being released. And the people telling them to do the raid know they want them released. Now, this is the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. He is accused of trying to aid former President Trump in his alleged attempt to overturn the 2020 election. No, he's not. He's not accused of anything. He hasn't been accused of anything. Clark is also accused of drafting a letter to Georgia officials refuting President Biden's win in the state. So, the raid occurred the day before former top DOJ officials testified to the January 6th committee that Clark went to great lengths to help the former president remain in office. Don't you love the media in America? They can't just report a story. The early morning raid. The release of the video may prove to be an embarrassment for Clark, who answered the door wearing only a button-down shirt and boxers. Well, what do you think people sleep in? Think they sleep in a suit? Now, that's the point. The point is, they knew when they banged on his door and forced their way in and forced him to stand out on the street for an hour or two, despite the fact that he wanted to put his pants on, They knew he'd be standing out there in his boxers and a shirt. And they wanted him to. When Clark answered the door, agents explained to him that they had a warrant and asked him to come outside so they could speak to him. He asked to call his lawyer, but was first told to step outside so they could clear the house. Yeah, because he's a great danger. They needed to see if anybody was armed. Clark then asked, Can I put my pants on first? Can I put my pants on first? Sir, we got to clear the house, one agent (laughs) responded. Another added, we're going to clear the house, and as soon as we clear the house, we will get you talking to your lawyer, and we'll get some pants on, okay? No, it's not okay. Agents offered to let him stand behind his car so no neighbors could see, but could not let Clark wait in his garage as he'd requested until his house was cleared. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You'd think he was Hunter Biden. The raid occurred at the same time the DOJ stepped up its investigation into the fake elector scheme. What is a fake elector scheme? To have competing electors is now called a fake elector scheme. Why? Well, it's like not calling a woman a woman but claiming that you're standing for women's rights. You know, that sort of thing. The raid occurred at the same time, as that uh, DOJ point, but Burnett spoke about what was reportedly gathered from Clark's home. CNN obtained a copy of police reports, which indicate officials seized a number of electronic devices from Clark during the early morning raid. Officers also dispatched an electronic sniffing dog to search Clark's house. The news coming as we're learning the DOJ's investigation appears to be picking up steam. All right. So they learned nothing. We already knew about the sniffing dog, didn't we, Mr. Producer? We already knew that they were taking his electronic devices, didn't we, Mr. Producer? He told us, the whole country, that they were taking his devices. So why did CNN do this? Because they wanted to humiliate him. They got the video, they wanted you to see the video, and they wanted you to see the video of this man standing in the street asking for his pants, And having to stand there without his pants and his boxer shorts. That's what they wanted to do. And that's what they did. Now if he wasn't a man, and if he was a birthing person, and he was forced, or she was forced, or it was forced to stand in the street in its undies and a shirt, what do you think would be said about that, America? What do you think would be said about that? Or for somebody like Chuck Schumer. Probably he is wearing undies, quite frankly, Mr. Producer. He might be wearing an entire uh, nightgown, for all I know. And, of course, there'd be nothing wrong with that. What do you think they'd say then? Now, this is repulsive. And the fact that CNN plays along is also repulsive. Now we have this. Breaking news all over the place here. Congress seeks IRS probe amid fears it targeted Trump foes with audits. Wow. The Washington Compost, and they have three reporters on this. Make that four. Tony Rome, Lisa Ryan, Josh Dawsey, and Devlin Barrett. Wow, don't they all sound like uh, trust fund babies? But I don't know that. Anyway, it's the Washington Compost, so it must be right. There's not a scintilla, I read this, a scintilla of evidence, of substance. And then somebody tells me to go to the Drudge Report, which I don't want to do. And I go to the Drudge Report, he already makes the accusation over there that it was political. Because Drudge has lost what little mind he ever had. As he sits in his basement. In his boxer shorts, maybe his undies with the lights out contemplating life anyway Congress seeks IRS probe amid fears it targeted Trump foes with audits so you've got McCabe who had an audit and Comey who had an audit now how do we know they were audited they must have put the information out that they were audited they must have said to somebody the media they were audited and of course they're loved by the media You know how they leaked to the media and the media leaked to them. Russia collusion. Remember all that stuff? So now we learn, obviously from them and their surrogates, that they were audited. And it must be a conspiracy because, of course, they didn't like Trump. So it must be Trump who told the commissioner of the IRS to audit them, right? Well, the commissioner at the time said, nobody told me to audit anybody. So now we have another investigation going on. The tax division at the Treasury Department, Inspector General, is investigating. The whole purpose of the investigation is once again to create a cloud, to drain resources from Trump, to make him hire more lawyers, to respond to a nothing. But there's Senator Ron Wyden. That guy's like eight feet tall. And, uh, what is he, a ghost? You ever see this guy's skin? No offense. I mean, the guy, that's right. He's absolutely translucent. He's a translucent American, if he's an American. Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat, Oregon. The top lawmaker in the Senate Finance Committee requested a thorough investigation and pledged his panel would explore the matter. Representative Richard E. Neal of Massachusetts, the leader of the uh, tax-focused House Ways and Means Committee, expressed fear that the situation wreaks a political target. Now, these two jackasses didn't even wink when the Obama administration was, of course, auditing taxpayer groups. What do you mean? eh? Is that possible? Kevin Brady, who's retiring Republican Texas, said he'd go along with it. First of all, he has no say in it. But just your typical sure, let's do it. Sure. Sure, let's take a look. There's nothing in the article. Nothing. Trump repeatedly trained his public ire on the two men, leading Comey to raise the possibility this week that the newly revealed audits amounted to political payback. Former president, however, said, you know, knowledge of the IRS work. This is amazing. So this sleazeball Comey and the other sleazeball, McCabe, they're suspicious that they were audited because of Trump. A lot of Americans are audited. Join the club. A lot of Americans are audited. We don't get investigations to find out who was behind it. Maybe you two jerks should have been audited. Maybe that's why your number came up with the IRS. So they have nothing. There's not even. There's there's the, 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 the <laughs> they just start investigations of Trump. We've got the whole thing laid out on Biden, the Manchurian president. The whole thing's laid out. They have nothing. You know, they talk about Trump in 2020. There's no evidence. You brought all these lawsuits. You did this. There's nothing here. By the way, Mick uh, Mulvaney, uh, nobody would choose you as chief of staff. You know why? You have a big mouth. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Is Deborah messing Mr. producer what did what did she uh, what shows was she in will and Grace so she's so yesterday she claimed that uh, she got Biden elected uh, does uh, messing what's her first name again Deborah messing she uh, she claims she got Biden elected I'm mean, not must be true. I mean, she's well-known throughout the country, I'm sure, uh, particularly in our cities across America. Everybody said, I'm voting for Biden because of Deborah Messing. She got Biden elected. She's another uh, obsessed, radical, left-wing kook, low-IQ abortion supporter. So she's a one-issue voter. Democrat, 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 Democrat. That's all they do. Deborah Messing. Nice name, Deborah. Ballot drop boxes not allowed in Wisconsin state Supreme Court rules will obviously fill with white supremacists and racists. Madison, Wisconsin, from the Washington Compost, a divided Wisconsin Supreme Court, barred the use of most ballot drop boxes and ruled voters could not give their completed absentee ballots to others to return on their behalf. A practice some conservatives disparage as ballot harvesting. Yes, you know, it's not actually ballot harvesting. It's what conservatives disparage as ballot harvesting, writes Patrick Marley. Patty Marley of the famous Patty Marley pubhouse in. Uh anyway, so uh, a divided Supreme uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court. It's a ruling feared by voting rights propon- I'm a voting right proponent, Mr. Producer. You see how Pravda works, folks. You see how they create devil terms for us and angel terms for them. Voting rights proponents. Disparaging this as ballot harvesting. Oh. ruling fear by voting rights proponents who said ahead of time such a decision would make it harder for voters, particularly those with disabilities, to return their absentee ballots. No, it wouldn't. Why? Have we had drop boxes throughout our history? Many Republicans hope for a ruling that they said would help prevent someone from casting a ballot in the name of someone else. Is it that important? The 4-3 ruling came a month before the state's August 9 primaries when voters will narrow the fields of governor and U.S. Senate. For years, ballot drop boxes were used without controversy across Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Was there any increase in the use of uh, ballot drop boxes uh, during the coronavirus, Patty? Election clerks greatly expanded their use. Oh, in 2020, during the coronavirus pandemic, as absentee voting hit unprecedented levels. Was that authorized by the state legislature, Patty? By the time of the presidential election, more than 500 ballot drop boxes were in place across Wisconsin. Some Republicans balked at their use, pointing to a state law that says an absentee ballot must be, quote, mailed by the elector or delivered in person to the municipal clerk issuing the ballot or ballots. Oh. So, Patty, the first paragraph of a literate article, and a truthful article, would have read that the state Supreme Court of Wisconsin upheld the state law in Wisconsin as passed by the state legislature." You see, that's, that's the first sentence, Patty. The state's high court ruled the, that means voters themselves must return absentee ballots and cannot use drop boxes. Well, the plain English would suggest that. The key phrase is, in person, and it must be assigned its natural meaning, Justice Rebecca Bradley wrote for the majority. In a dissent, Justice Ann Walsh Bradley called the majority dangerous to democracy. See how it works? So the justice and the majority says, well, that's what it says in the law. And in the dissent, that's dangerous to democracy. These aren't judges. These are clowns. Bozo the Ann Walsh Bradley, the clown. It has seemingly taken the opportunity to make it harder to vote or to inject confusion in the process. Whenever it has been presented with the opportunity, she wrote, the two Bradleys on the court are not related. Oh, really? The majority opinion flatly stated ballot drop boxes are illegal under Wisconsin statutes. Now, that is the way it should work. That's how a court is supposed to rule. That's what it should have ruled. In Pennsylvania, this is what has Donald Trump upset, among other things. The ballot boxes should not have been used during the 2020 election, the drop boxes. And in Pennsylvania, many of the rules that were passed by the state legislature were breached by other parts of the government controlled by the Democrats. That is not being looked into by the January 6th Committee or the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes or anybody else. Or anybody else. Obviously the court is extremist, radical, or as the dissent says <coughs> excuse me, says here. Excuse me, I have cholera. As the dissent says here, dangerous to democracy. It's dangerous to democracy. Yeah, that the court do what the court's supposed to do is dangerous to democracy. I'll be right back. Mark. Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now.
5: 877-381-3811.
0: All right. Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? Go. Lee in the Show Me State, Missouri on the Mark Levin app. Do not show me Lee, but go right ahead, please.
4: Thank you, Mr. Levin. Um, I have an idea on how to get your book in Hispanic out to all over the United States. Um, My thought, I I know times are tough for everyone, but uh, the Hispanics are in the warehouses, the packing houses, produce aisles, uh, the barns, everything like that, even construction sites. If Mm -hmm. us over the road truck drivers pick up one book We can deliver it throughout the united states
0: well that's true that's that's a fantastic idea and all you have to do is give it to one person and hopefully they'll talk about it with somebody else right
4: yep yep and and the more of us truck drivers that pick them up the more we can spread that book around
0: well i want people to only do what they want to do and what they can afford to do but you can get them and i thank you very very much for that for what I consider a very great idea and you can get them at Amazon.com they're all on paperback to try and keep the price down and uh, it's American Marxism in Spanish that's what it is and the whole point of the book in Spanish the reason I asked the publisher and they agreed to put it in Spanish it's not a big money maker. I can assure you of this I can assure you 100% of that so when you have snide people how much are you gonna make almost nothing okay This book, if we can get it out into these communities and into the hands of people um, who, uh, who really would lean our way anyway, I think that would be a fantastic thing. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. And look, many of us don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Many of you don't speak Spanish. That's not the point. You know people who do. You know people who do. All right, thank you for your call. Good idea. Who's next, Mr. Producer? Justin in Cincinnati, Ohio, on XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. All right. Yes, hi, yeah. Mr.
4: Mark. This is my name is Justin, and I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes. You know, one of the biggest topics that let's see, one of the biggest topics that's surrounding um, the media, of course, the abortion topic. I understand we may not have talked much on it, but I'm one of them that disagrees with the idea. I strongly believe that there should be more education on on the you know, on on other options besides abortion,
0: such as contraception, chastity, adoption. Parenthood agree with and you. abstinence And this administration And most governments in this country Are not promoting any of that They're not It's abortion That's your right and that's that
1: of I of mean course, and the I other mean, thing that
0: the, the, the other thing is Most Americans Overwhelmingly do not Believe what the Democrats and Biden believe Which is abortion right up to the end They do not
4: in, of course not. And and one of the things that they do is they advertise especially to my community, the African American community that um mm-hmm. that you know this is the this is the way. And I believe it's not.
0: Uh-huh. Well, good for you. And you know, as we've talked about here before, Planned Parenthood has had a major role in abortions and in promoting it over over a century or so. And uh, and Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist specifically she promoted abortion in the black community because she was a racist too and she supported abortion for those who she thought were intellectually inferior and uh, you notice whenever the news reports on this stuff they never tell anybody that right, my friend thank you for your call and god bless you to whom shall we speak to next mr producer in Dutchess, New York, Paul, the great WABC. Paul, go right ahead, please. Evening,
4: Mark. Uh, Honored to speak with you, sir, and thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Now, regarding, you're welcome, regarding the use of the word mother. Now, mind you, I'm not a linguist. But yes. When I've seen a baby, I <laughs> just beginning to speak.
0: That's funny. I'm not a biologist, and you're not a linguist. linguist. That's pretty good.
4: Yeah, well that we'll in a thousand. So naturally, developmentally, from one of the first words, what I've seen with babies is tends to be mama and dada.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Every language on the planet has some form of those words to refer to the You're mother right. and father. You're right. So we could assume that by the time the kid gets to school, he's gonna call his mother and father mom and dad, regardless uh-huh. of his linguistic background. Mhm. Uh-huh. According to the NEA, he's gotta rename his parents to fit some bizarre reference so that less than one percent of the population doesn't feel excluded. Or however they claim to feel. So my question I guess is if a man could be a woman, I guess he just be a mother too. I mean they already leaped over gender. What's the word gonna matter?
0: Exactly right. And here's the thing, we need to come up with another name for teacher. If they're gonna come up with another name for mother and father, we need to come up with another name for teacher. And you're a sharp dude, I can tell. I went what was that? Thank you. Uh maybe uh, misguided. could be a misguider, it could be a propagandist. All right, brother. You take care. Callers are great tonight. WJPF Willie in Benton, Illinois. Go right ahead.
4: Hello, Mark. Um, Good evening. I've been listening to your show since about 2010, and I've gotten an education from listening to you, which is great. Um, by the way, I wanted to say that what they're doing to our children, and thank God I don't have any children in school these days, thank God, because it's uh-huh. sick. It's downright sickening what they're doing. It's horrible. It's really tough. And yep. it is. It really is. I, I, I'd blow a gasket if I had a kid in school right now. I really would. Uh-huh. And I, I do want to say one other thing. Your caller yesterday from, from Utah, Christina, she was hilarious. She made my day. <laughs> she yeah, made she me was laugh. Great. She was funny. No.
0: She was she great, She awesome. All right. But and by I the way, the why image. is the S in Illinois silent?
4: I don't know. It's a French thing. It's a French thing. Oh, it's a French <laughs> it's a, it's thing? It's a French
0: deal. Yeah. Well, they're all screwed
4: Yeah, it's a French
0: thing. All right, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a French thing. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? All right. I don't really want to do this, but I guess I should. Joy Reid on MSLSD yesterday. I thought they were going to get rid of her in March. Remember that, Rich? What happened? She has no ratings. She has no brain cells. She is a bigot of long standing, an anti-Semite of long standing. I guess that's why they're keeping her. Cut twenty-two. Go.
7: The political chaos that ensued in Britain eventually led to Boris Johnson's elevation to prime minister. He promised to finalize Brexit to make it happen. But Johnson, who, like Trump, is a spoiled scion of a wealthy family, was plagued by self indulgence. Whoa whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. It's a spoiled scion of a wealthy family. That's most of the main donors of the Democrat Party. But what's with the Marxist class warfare claptrap? Go ahead. Is that, by the way, does everybody have to be poor? and then wind up at MSNBC to be a something? Go ahead. Creating one
7: embarrassment after another for his conservative party, the Tories. And here is where we see the like divergence.
0: Like what? What, what was the one embarrassment after the other? And this is a tagline that they're putting on this guy, Boris Johnson. I kind of liked him, Rich. I kind of liked him. Now, I didn't have to live under him, but I kind of liked him. But I'm asking, what, what were the, you know, what were they? She has no idea. Go ahead.
7: Conservative parties in Britain and here at home. Or should we say between an actual functioning political party and whatever you want to call today's Republicans?
0: Because when the. You know Tory- what? Shut up. You're monotonous and you're a moron. I'll be right back.
1: Mark in.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget this Sunday, I haven't brought it up all day, unfortunately, all during the program, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, fantastic show. We have General Petraeus and we have Bill Malusian. And of course, we have my opening statement. One of my best ever, no doubt. But I hope you'll watch it live. If you can't, please DVR it. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday. Life, Liberty, and Levin, brand new, brand new program. I'll keep doing it as long as you keep watching it. If you don't want to watch it anymore, I'm not going to do it. But you are out there. You are watching it. We win the nights. So it's uh, it's humbling. So Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, brand new show this Sunday. You can DVR it. Set your DVR now so you don't forget. A lot of people tell me they look forward to this show, Mister Producer. Every time I hear about a uh, walking a dog and not putting them on the leash, reminds me of a little Barney, but he was on a leash, at least on two occasions. A neighbor comes up to me, just two, and he literally lifted his leg on the on the neighbor's leg and leaked on his pants, Mister Producer. He must have been a lib. It was embarrassing. The neighbor, you know, he was embarrassed. He, but that's, no, that's, oh, it's not a problem. No, you know what's a problem. You know, when he went back in the house, what he told his wife about me and my little Barney. But a Barney a Barney could could sniff him a mile away. And I still miss that little guy. Badly. We have Marty here. He's terrific, too. Just terrific. I don't know what I'd do without the dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday, America in your honor. Here we go. don't forget Life, Liberty, and a Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, you can always DVR it. We salute our F- armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and our truckers, and the men and women in Ukraine. God bless you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Riffy, Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. Good night, Indy. Good night, Barney. So many. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo, and good night, Joe, all great human beings and patriots. And God bless each and every one of you folks. Be safe, and I'll see you on Monday.